Right, oh, it's been a month, but here we are for episode number four of Phono, the uh, all vinyl show that looks into independent alternative dance music. We've got on the show today Phil Shaw from Newcastle, and he's uh, he's our go-to guy around these parts. I'm really stoked to have him on. We had a bit of a bit of a chinwag, Jackson Winter, and I on the last episode about Phil's. Uh, I guess his live set, his sets when we've seen him out live and uh, and the impact it has on on us that haven't been doing it as long and you know he's been at it for I guess yeah uh, over sixteen years um, and these days he's uh, really really focused on uh, a lot of broken minimal sort of sounds with uh, chunky and um, tech filled stuff but he also gets into some um, some down tempo stuff and and real groovy things as well so. He's he's definitely got a a really interesting bag of records from back in the day when that was the only thing you could uh, mix music on and and also you know since rekindling uh, passion for buying them uh, after I guess a hiatus that a lot of people would have gone through and yeah so we talked to him a fair bit about uh, his work with uh, Mindsub the uh, theme camp for uh, Burning Seed. Uh, it's a Newcastle theme camp, a really good bunch of people and uh, he's worked with the Sunday Social, I think it's just called The Social now but yeah and uh, we tap into record stores in Newcastle back in the day, uh, we've got a shout out to Cato there from back when he used to live here and uh, part of this community as well and yeah it was really great to talk to him and uh, actually I've known Phil for years but um, I just through doing this little um catch up I've, I've learned a heap of stuff about about him and about his approach to things and uh yeah it was really really fun afternoon we got a few tunes uh through that we had a chat about a uh, bit of a chunk of time with phil just mixing and then i uh, jumped in and went out a bit of back to back as we tend to do and it was yeah top to bottom really fun Apologies, at the end we got pretty drunk i was just <laughs> i'm just recording this after the fact and listening to uh, the absolute dribble at the end, but uh, hey, I left it in. See how we go. House music. House music. House music. Seven years, seven years ago, so now. Seven years ago, sure. yeah, something like that. Because you've had a few iterations of things in Newcastle over the years, right? Like, yeah, a little bit involved with uh, Colour Sound and yeah, yeah, yeah Colour Sound and because the the way I, I was, the way I met you was when I moved here from um, from Sydney. Yep, and. Yep. I pretty much just hit you up for a gig, actually. I just hit yeah, up, hit up Kato right. and I was like, oh, what's what's on in um, Colour Sound? Yeah. What's on in uh, Newcastle? Newcastle? And yeah. he was basically like, oh, well, you got Phil and Phil. <laughs> yeah. At the time, this is when um, Phil Smart was doing the Colour Sound stuff. Yeah. So now yeah. Benny and Tomic are sort of running that. And you've been getting more involved with the Colour Sound stuff yeah. in, um, in recent times. Well, I've always been involved with uh, the sound department as well because uh, I had a system. Mm-hmm. So it was always coming in handy with that. And, yeah. Um, yeah, since the start of the social, 
uh, bought a system for that and just shared it around, basically just to use yeah. for Newcastle for anyone. I'll just put a gig on. Now the same with um, House on the Hill. Yeah, them guys. So yeah, those basically guys. anything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's been it's gotten a good flogging at all the um sure mines mine sub <laughs> things. It's been a bloody, bit of a workhorse. Actually, was that um? Did you guys have a turbo sound? Yeah. Um, um, subs as well. We did have that, turbo yeah, sound yeah. subs. They were uh, I think they were eighteens. Yeah. Um, and they they cooked it, eh? They did. They yeah. started to flog out after a while. Yeah. I yeah, think I only got a couple of years out of it. Yeah, yeah. And then we uh, swapped them for these uh, twin fifteen TVs, mm-hmm. and they've been beast they've been they just workhorses eh? yeah they're just, yeah they're, they're just, brilliant really good i i think i love about them is that you've got the um led on the front that tells you when you're peaking yeah because with these like little diy parties like being able to just have like some semblance of a you know you're not a, you're not going to be a sound guy sitting at the decks the whole time That's you right. know so it's, it's kind of handy to just know when something's up mm. i've actually thought about trying to get um my useless electrician mate steve ashley to Knock me up a little, uh, a little bit of a, a um, red light. Yeah, me. yeah. Just like, can you make me a little LED that does that? Surely, yeah. make it happen. It's electricity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is your department. <laughs> but um, we haven't got around to it. Um, but yeah, I've always loved that because like it, it could just be, you know, in the red. And and one one thing I learned was um, it's it's, it's quite often you can do all your levels at the start, but then after like four or five hours, or as the place gets more packed and whatever. It's actually like a th- can be a thermal limiter as well, mm. so it's actually like a starting to overheat, not yeah, just from yeah. overwork, just but from actual temperature. Yeah, so yeah. that's where that's where I for a, a little while I was a bit bloody lost. I was thinking, what the fuck? I thought I had this all perfect. It can't, it couldn't possibly go in the yeah, red. Yeah, I def- definitely yeah. noticed that with them subs. The first things to get hot, and constantly adjusting them ones. But um, you know, you start off a bit high, and then every time we keep adjusting it, keep on getting lower. But it doesn't seem to uh, knock out too much of the base. It's mm. Pretty pretty resilient yeah, yeah yeah that's it's it's not too bad actually they um and you know at the end of the day um doing the diy gigs it's there you gotta you gotta really balance you know how heavy and bigger rig do you want yeah pump bumping it in and then bumping it back out yeah, all, that's all right. the fucking time but yeah the heavy things to load in and out of a four-wheel drive all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's the love of the game isn't it yeah <laughs> oh, it, yeah 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 it's a, it would have to be, <laughs> but um, yeah, because uh, and how how has um you you now now probably the busiest thing for you is uh, the mine sub side of things. So that's yeah, that's a bit of a that's a bit of a different sort of thing to normal sort of party going because it's kind of in in the burner space, like yeah. more communal vibe and mm. all of that stuff. How many people are involved in? Or well, I, I know I'm one of them. Yeah, on well, occasion, including but. <laughs> you and myself, which is about uh, it's about twenty odd. Um, but at this stage, I've had uh, I haven't been able to get too involved at the moment. Uh, I've been quite busy in other areas. Um, but yeah, it takes about ten to twenty of us to get involved. And um, mm. yeah, there's a, I think there's a smaller amount going to seed this year. Yeah. Um, but been doing it long enough now that yeah, there's plenty of um, people to get involved. And yeah, it's all mm. pretty much work like clockwork now. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. Um, a lot of uh, DJs are keen to get in, so get a lot of requests, a lot of people messaging and asking to play mm. which is good Great. yeah i i really the, the ones i kind of got super involved for a little bit and then um yeah life got in the way but it's it's nice that it's got that many people that you can sort of take a hiatus mm. and then you know it's in good hands and still trucking along and building and getting bigger and everything and you know you're welcome to come back in you know and, yeah. and when you can you got something to contribute yeah. that that's the beauty of it for sure you know obviously it's um 
it can get a little difficult to manage a 20 person vision 20 yeah. plus person yeah. vision but um yeah. but the you know the pros and cons the benefit is that you know um while you're not able to do something then other people are able to you know carry the flag for you i suppose so i'm certainly looking forward to getting all my renos and life shit done so mm. i can get back into the mind sub side of things and nice. sort of yep. turn the dirty feet thing into this little podcast for now just so that i can keep doing yeah. something you know but it's um yeah it's a it's a certainly a, a difficult one in um newcastle at the moment just trying to find the right spaces to, to put yeah. things on at and that's and right so yeah it's um but you know when, when you when we do get a good space like that um cooks hill surf club that that was a really good gig the other the other week with jackson winner and yeah the bump guys and everything and uh that that I mean, can't really remember leaving it, but <laughs> but, um, but but it worked out pretty well. And I've actually been thinking for a long time that um, that that format might be the is is that the answer to say Sydney and Newcastle? Like it's like just start partying earlier, you know, like with lockouts and with yeah. no problems. And that has always been a thing as well. And it's one thing we've always been pushing uh, with the social is because uh, Colour Sound were doing the Saturday nights doing the club thing i thought well we can't just do the same thing mm, um yeah. so let's try for sunday afternoons mm. and um yeah look at uh mad racket they do mm. well they've been doing it for a long time and mm. um yeah we just uh thought it'd be a good good change but mm. that was the hardest thing to get try and get people to come in earlier like we'd start around two o'clock and you wouldn't get any on until four or five o'clock and mm. then we'd go till 10 by yeah. 10 o'clock they're like right let's go what else is yeah happening? yeah like, exactly shutting down guys trying that's to it. change <laughs> trying to adjust the culture of it yeah that's yeah. um like yeah but like that's that's certainly something i want to look at fucking hell i've got a battery going on <laughs> damn you makita um yeah and it's, that's something like with oh we just had to look at the back of my place where we're building a new little studio sort of space you know that 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 ability to try and all right well if we go with a format where you know it's all over by 11 10 you know 12 o'clock and you know you do still have people that want to do a bit more yeah kick on's quite reasonable to go mm. from 10 till 3 or something but yeah as we were just talking about before just like bumping in and out of like a club where you know you finish at 3 and then you pack down take it all back to storage and then someone's like all right where are we going to the kick it's like 4 in the morning yeah <laughs> so, mm. <laughs> it's a bit it's it sort of and and when it's not at an established place, it can be touch and go, like you know, um, whether it's going to be a problem with neighbours and whatnot. So yeah, it's uh that's definitely a, a solution. I thought was waiting in the wings is just like start partying earlier and and make it a day party. I mean, we live in um, some of the best weather in the world, so yeah, that's those, right. those sorts of yep. day sort of vibes should be. You know, should be shouldn't be a hard sell, really. But mm. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, it, it sort of does become a bit more of a thing. But I, I, and I'm sure there are some things going on in the likes of Sydney and whatnot. But mm. um, I mean, you look at Sash. That if you try and turn up to Sash uh, any time after four o'clock, you're pretty much buggered. You know, like uh, yeah. an hour in the line to get in. So just good, they're doing real well. But yeah, so I don't know. So so you're looking at potentially doing a bit more with the social soon, or yeah. Well, it's been we've been on quite a hiatus with all that actually um and uh we'd like to go back to the adamstown bowling club where it all kicked off yeah okay i um, didn't see i didn't go to one out there yeah it's all been renovated and um well need to hit them up again i guess but um mm. yeah it was a good spot uh right around the back we're out of anyone's way so no complaints you know we could just do our thing and it was never really a huge um you know bust out party we'd only usually have about 20 to 30 people mm. but 
was Newcastle people, just yeah. quality. Yeah. Quality over quantity and it was yeah. um, just really nice. And Yeah, yeah. well, I've spoken about it before. The first time I came to uh, Newcastle party was that one you booked me for. Is that the courtyard at um, Cambridge? And, yeah, um, that's right. That was yep. the best intro to like Newcastle I could have asked for because, yeah. you know, I didn't know anyone. I'm rocking up and, and you know, sort of get in the door and, and you know, everyone's just coming and saying hello. I remember in particular, you know, you had, uh, I think it was Atomic, uh, Mooney, and um, Pardo was there and just you know, coming up saying good day and, and, yeah. and you know everyone's introducing themselves and stuff so that was like yeah so you, yeah you might only have 20 30 people there on a, on a weekly basis but everyone's you know like very communal sort yeah. of thing so I think um, there's there's plenty of people who would you know trade a you know a packed event full of dickheads for a, yeah. <laughs> you know, for a, a good little community thing like that for sure yeah but, that's right but um yeah uh, that that gig I remember being a bit of a pain because I was um saying oh, I only really play with the records so you dug out the attorneys that was great actually because um I think that uh, I had a bit of a hiatus with uh, vinyl as well <laughs> and I hadn't been playing vinyl for mm. a while uh, and I think uh, you you pretty much brought it back in for me I think yeah, like, right. well he wants turntables right I'm having a dig find some records and have yeah. get back into it again <laughs> so no no it's it's been it's been a real fun little obsession to um spread like a yeah um, musically transmitted disease <laughs> <laughs> um, amongst the um yeah the Novocastrians. but um yeah it's it's been it's been really good i'm I'm watching with envy as everyone's uh record collection starts to grow and expand and, yeah, yeah uh probably one of the most notable ones um Luke Massey playing at um dirty feet he played the set after me that's right and i remember that going, what the fuck and yeah it was mostly records and was, was, quite a few yeah. breaks i was like yeah, yes was get it boy yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's right that's right actually before you were coming here i was i, I was meant to um have a dig through and find some some more broken sort of stuff in my <laughs> in my shelves there because i thought oh, i better be ready you know <laughs> um, but well i think yeah. i've only got a handful as well myself today but yeah um, yeah yeah bit of a mixed bag i guess oh, nice well yeah, speaking of which what well, so you got a couple of things to show us, or? Um, yeah, um, I was actually thinking of going back to an old classic first off. Oh yeah, old uh, Timo Mash track. Um, Timo Mash, uh, German producer, DJ, bit of a bit of a gun back in the day. Don't worry what he does so much lately, but uh, the old album Loud uh, was quite a quite a hit, and um, yeah, it plays anything from uh, you know house to techno and breaks full mixed bag which is right up my alley really yeah yeah um yeah so sort of start off with something a bit different like so this that. is from uh back in the day uh like a, a, a release that you bought a while back or or you got yeah, it or you got I've it had more... this for a long time it's quite yep. furry and old now but oh yeah um, yeah i can see the um the artwork <laughs> on the front that's that's a is that like an early noughties kind of yep. um it's just just <laughs> post 90s 2001 yeah there you go yep. boom <laughs> you yep. can tell by the cover for some reason there's like that that graphic design that was popular at the time yeah it's just something about it
that's uh, Timo Mass. I think I was saying mash or something. Mash. Before. <laughs> <laughs> Potato on a brain. Um, and for this week's um, little segment of uh, Jake trying to pronounce things, <laughs> <laughs> um, we got. We were talking about the guitar. We we're trying to work out whether it was like an Indian. What it like? What is it like? A mandolin sort of thing, or whether it was a guitar trying to sound like that. But there's a credit to a guitarist. So we've got. Multi Hegemeister. <laughs> I'm sure I got that multi, spot. Multi. <laughs> multi, yeah, multi Hegemeister. Yeah, there's no way I got that wrong. Um, so, uh, yeah, he plays guitar on a couple of tracks on this album, and uh, so it's oh. kind of cool because that sounds that sounded like a textbook. Oh, how cool is that sample? But he's mm. like, no, nah, I got the guitarist. Yep, in. beautiful, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it sounded awesome, and you were saying it's like. A little bit hard to put into a set. Haven't managed to put that one in a yeah, set, and it's yep. such a deliberate like sound, like um, melody and sound in that that it kind of it's it's getting into that song territory yep. as opposed to like yeah. a track tool for a DJ set, I yep. guess. But yeah, it's one of my uh, uh, yeah, it's my all time favorite to um, mass track, and yeah, I was a huge fan of him back in the day. So yeah, so definitely had to want to play that one anyway. Yeah, nice one. No, yeah. it's um. Yeah, it looks like a pretty um decent little album there. Oh, it's, yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, three, really amazing. Uh, three discs for it um, coming out in uh, yeah two thousand one two thousand two. Um, so it looks like it was um I guess Timo Mass, he's from uh, Germany, he's a German producer. But yep. um yeah, it looks like this album's been released by three different labels over the years. So it must be yeah must have uh, made an impact on a few people. I yeah. Suppose, but. Yep. Yeah, no, it's um, it's it's hard with those guilty pleasure songs. I'm actually really guilty of um, not guilty pleasure songs, but um, <laughs> I'm actually really guilty of when I get obsessed with the tune. I just like put it in, and it's like the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> but you love it's it like, though, so that's oh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> not the one person enjoyed it. I'm like, it's just like oh, that was a bit random, but you know, a bit of a random change. It's just yeah, that's just how um how I play sometimes. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> wins you win some, you lose some. Yeah. Hey, Beggy, how you doing? <laughs> Oh, Scuba Steve's here. No chicken rolls this time. <laughs> <laughs> no chicken rolls. How you oh, doing? Um, so yeah, okay. Well, and what, what do we got next? We got um, oh, good some question. more some more broken stuff. No, or? I'm going to switch it up again. Actually, uh, this one I found this little treasure at something else the other week. Uh, more of the along the dub, um, sort of ambient, sort of slash minimal sound. And yeah, the, the the lines are blurring a lot between those two sounds. <laughs> How good is it? It's good yeah. though. I'm I'm actually, I think it's um it's actually gotten me into dub techno for sure because I, I was you know well and truly on the uh, minimal train. But as that sounds now finding you know it's like leaking into other genres. I, th- I think I'm the most excited about the the blurring between you know dub techno and uh, minimal. Yeah. That's yeah, I, I, I think my last through no, last through last few um you know shopping trips have been uh pretty heavy with that sort of stuff actually so yeah yeah um, so what do you got uh i have here it's um wow we we what's left wow we we yeah Perfect. and uh, i had to do a bit of research to find who the actual artist is <laughs> 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 yeah it's by uh sebastian mullard sebastian i could have said mullard. that one as well yep sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
it's a uh, saucy, saucy vocal, isn't it? Yeah. It's um, it's really, really nice in the uh, background of what? How, how long do you reckon that track is? I can't, I can't actually remember. Uh, Sort of zoned out, actually. It's been a, it's been a while. I think we, we had lunch and you know, had a snooze. <laughs> now we're back. What day is it? <laughs> no, it's um, it's it's perfectly uh, mastered in there, and that's mm. this is um one of the formats I kind of like. It's um, it's three tracks on this one record. Uh, Why were we with uh, what's left? So Why were we is the alias of Sebastian. Okay, now let's see if I can get this right. Yep. <laughs> Moulet. Moulet? <laughs> Sebastian Moulet is a Swedish record producer and DJ. Go, Sebastian. So, yeah, this is his um, alias, Wa Wu Wee, which is heaps easier to say. You wouldn't think that that was yeah. the easy version of his name, <laughs> Wa Wu Wee. But, um, yeah, so nice little Swedish, uh, minimal dub, techno y kind of vibes mm. with, um, yeah, that, that awesome vocal through it. So, this is the, the vinyl version, the A side. Which I kind of like when they do that. It's like, yep, you know, understand you gotta, you want your music to get out to everyone, mm. release a digital thing. But um, maybe in a snob, I kind of really yeah. love the old uh, vinyl only track. So, so I, I like like that meeting in the middle where they release something. They're like, oh look, here's a a remix that's only on the on the record. So you know, maybe yeah. the EP's got three tracks, and then there's a fourth one that's only on the record or something yeah, like that. So other, I, I always get into that. Yeah, the other side is really nice as well. But um, yeah. So uh, I think it's only got and the ambient version. I yeah. didn't know you could get a more ambient than that. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Yeah, the other side has uh, just a little slight bit of the vocals, just what's left. Yeah. Um, but uh, and the other tracks just yeah, no vocals at all. But yeah, yeah. it's really nice having that over the top. Really, yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Good listening and um, yeah, taking what what she's saying there. It's really yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, um, it's the first listen for me is just like um, just absorbing the track and. Yeah, you're right there. You go go back and listen again and yeah, it's something interesting to say, I suppose. But mm-hmm. um no, nah, it's um that's a good one. We were just talking about um sort of getting a bit more towards that uh I guess less dancey kind of music, you yep. know. And um I was listening to your Lazy Days mix. Oh yeah, um, yep. So yep. I don't I don't know much about the Lazy Days um crew or guys or what what that is, but um shit, that was an awesome mix of like Yeah, cheers. Just yeah. um yeah, just yeah, without the agenda of trying to make people dance necessary, but more the agenda yeah, of it's a, mixing different music and going on a bit of a wandering, meandering thing. Yeah, that was awesome. It's a beautiful um, platform. It's, um, yeah, Henry John Stone, I think, yeah, hit me up about it. And um, uh, originally uh, Beats and Pieces, I think. And, um, yeah, he's got a, a couple of things going on. But, yeah, that's one of his side projects doing Lazy Days. And uh, I think Phil Smart did number four, and yeah, right. Uh, Dave Stewart did one. Uh, there's, yeah, there's quite a number on there. It's, yeah, yeah, okay. We're quite privileged oh, to get to on on, di- on top I of that. I have to have a dig. Yeah, yeah. You're in oh, fucking yeah. good company. I have yeah, to have yeah. dig through the rest of it because it was actually one of those mixes. Um, you know, you know what it's like. You put it on SoundCloud in the background, and you're like, oh, yep, yeah, cool. So for the first half an hour, you know what you're listening to, and then after a little while, you're like, is this the same? Am I still in that mix or what? So I actually thought I'd gone into another mix. I was like, fuck, this is all right too. Like, I was thinking, fuck, SoundCloud's algorithm, doing well. You know, it's taken me from that awesome (laughs) Phil's mix for Lazy Days into whatever this is, and I went over and it's nuts to you. (laughs) But it changed enough because it was such a, like, journey of a mix that I was like, oh, fuck, this is really cool. And um, I was sitting there um, tearing apart my deck with um, Laurie, or aka Loz from uh, Mindsub, and he was just like, he's like, yeah, basically telling me, yeah, I think... uh, 
deep down this is like this is where Phil's heart is this, kind of, <laughs> this, is, this is the stuff you catch him just with his eyes closed just sort of <laughs> in his own little world having, having the best time you know yeah, so, yeah. so sort of a collection of I guess tracks that um, yeah you don't normally get to play I guess yeah. but yep. with, with that kind of kind of really suited that lazy yeah. days kind of yeah. do they give you much of a um, what's the word a brief on what they're looking for in a um, basically yeah anything you see fit for a yeah lazy lazy day Oh, that's right. basically it. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> probably guess that. Yeah, um, and that's that's basically all the, form, all the format was, and it was yeah mm. really open. Uh, there's quite a few ambient mixes on there. I think Ezra's just done one. Oh, uh, right. It's really nice as well. So yeah, this it's it's a full mix bag. Oh, that's, that's awesome. really good. Yeah. Yeah. No, because mm. I, I just listened to a podcast actually about um, uh, chill spaces and yep. and the fact that they were a thing. This is before my time of clubbing and whatnot, but. And I don't even know if Australia, if we had it or not, I wasn't there. But certainly in Europe, they were talking about uh, uh, days gone by, you know, yep. they'd have like a chill room and, you know, just a, like an ambient sort of yeah. DJ and, and the whole scene, you know. And um, and I was thinking, shit, you know, that's that's not the worst idea ever. That, that yeah. sounds pretty cool, actually. But you can sort of see how a pr- promoter, club venue owner, blah, 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 you know, space is space sound you know all of that you know everything's resources so you mm. it kind of got eroded a little yep. bit but um yeah i think it was resident advisor podcast i was listening to and they were talking about you know um i, th- I guess a uh, small rise in in it happening i think and and the them pointing out is pr- probably a pretty necessary thing you know with the party scene and and all of that and and how good some of the artists are i think so yeah i know phil smart's been doing the um slow dance experiment yeah, stuff in yeah, sydney that's as well so mm. yeah that that's kind of cool and um and I, I i watched him it was actually one of my favorite sets at subsonic the last one he did a set for two to three hours at a little renegade campsite um thing for, <laughs> nice. set up by benny palis and tom Aykroyd and yeah so it was a bit of a sash color sound crew yep that set up a little camp thing and yeah yeah, yeah. Sorry, Subsonic. That was probably my favourite set of the whole thing. <laughs> and um, actually, one Tom Aykroyd jumped on back to back with. I can't remember who. That was probably my favourite set. But um, still at that Renegade stage, and just it was fucking awesome. And he and he let us know like a, a, a day or two before, like he was like, "Oh, Sunday or what, whatever day it was, I'm going to be doing a couple of hours of like low tempo, blah blah blah." Yeah, same nice. thing though. Was I, that you, last year, the year before? Yeah, like just just the subsonic right. just gone. So eight months ago, whatever nice. it was. Yeah, yep. and um, but yeah, same thing. He, he's just sitting there, eyes closed, having a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a sway. He's just loving it, you yeah. know. And um, you know, going from that, he played a um, a whomping heavy um set around eleven, I think it was, at night on the Pizza Lab stage. Yep, the heaviest I've ever seen him play. So it was really funny <laughs> to see him play. This, yeah, like, wow dirty heavy thick sort of um stuff on the on the i think it was a saturday night i think he had a pretty good set time and then um then to for from that to like a few hours of just like real low tempo and but that's that's to me like over the years accruing the right amount like the the music that you do you know you just sort of yeah Yep. You take, you take, you don't go. Oh, I only play this. I, I'm a minimal DJ. I just yeah, do this. exactly. You, yep. you don't go. Oh, well, that that's funk. I kind of like it, but that's not what I mix. So I'll never. I won't buy. That's it. right. You know, yep. it's um, and it's kind of. It's only once it, after a certain amount of years, it kind of pays off, and you go, Hey, I've mm. actually got a fucking whole bag of. Yeah, this well, now, that's it. Know? It's always that one out of ten, yeah. you buy, and they yep. just sit there for that long, and then 
perfect example for the lazy days. Like, right, okay, I get to play this one now all together. That's that's, that's it. It's awesome, man. I think, yeah, like Hamish Radford, I don't know if you've ever seen him play. He's a Sydney selector. He moved over to Germany for a little bit, but he's back now playing under Hambo. But he's one of the, I'd say, one of the best selectors we've got in um, Sydney. And, yeah, he he gave me the advice. He was just like, because I said to him, it's right when I started, and I was like, oh, man, I just need to, like, stop getting so ADD with my music. This is when I had probably about 30 <laughs> records. And I was just like, oh, that's sick. And I'd yep. buy it. And then like, now what do I do with it? It's completely alone, this track. And because I was only doing records, I was sort yep. of, I was, you know, I just couldn't make sense of what I was buying. He just said, nah, keep doing it. Just, just, it will pay off because all the gaps mm. will fill in and then you'll be able to play with anyone. So, yep. um, yeah, it's good advice, but Very, yeah, it takes, yep. it takes longer though. You know, you don't, you're not just, <laughs> you're not just going to Beatport top 10 minimal <laughs> or top 10 tech houses <laughs> just every week you know that's right um, but yeah so i guess like for yourself you you had a batch where you were when you started djing was it only records yeah. back then yeah. yeah all vinyl yeah yeah there you go um and i started off with uh a lot of house tribal mm-hmm. uh and breaks of course was fidget uh, progressive back then it was yeah, yeah. i wasn't into it then yeah. but yeah I found a, I, I I bought a couple of fidget tunes. They're in there somewhere. Um, I had no idea what it was when I bought it, but I just someone's like, "Oh, this is fidget. This is a big thing." And then it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can understand that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beck likes it actually quite. A bit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, because uh, there's I I bought a heap of um, secondhand stuff that I know is from the early noughties. So it's kind of bizarre because I know a few guys like yourself who were right into it around that time and i've i've kind of you know i'm sort of like digging up fossils like you yeah. know like i wasn't there but like oh there's evidence of yeah you, know, <laughs> you can sort of there's see evidence of that, that, that's why when you, pull, when you pulled out that um tim ms um uh lp like i'd never seen it before in my life but i was like i can always call the year of it yeah based on just the look of it because yeah, I've, i just happened to dig through a bunch of secondhand stuff from that era and mm. you can kind of see the trends come and go but so it was only only turnies. I guess like now it's more of a novel decision to go. Oh, that's you know, that's like whether you even want to purchase it at all, let alone go only. Yeah, well, I, I actually find myself now because I buy a lot of digital, and uh, what's such a hiatus with not buying records that I make it extra special when I do go buying records. Mm-hmm. Just make sure it's a good one. Listen to it and go. Mm-hmm. Am I still going to be listening to this in five, ten years time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. great. That's a keeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you do that though? Like it's it's. What's the process there? Because for me, uh, for me, I think I rely on the the vinyl cull element a lot. Like the fact that ultimately, the like I don't know how much music gets pressed, um, put out digitally versus vinyl. I you know I don't know maybe maybe only ten percent gets pressed, yeah. you know, or wh- whatever the number would be. But um, so so I kind of rely on that cull. So if I kind of get a good feeling about that, I'm I'm like, yep, well it's pressed so it must be good yeah which is not, uh, yeah it's pretty stupid yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know with a lot of da- like a lot of a lot of stuff that you know ever play again yeah so i'm trying to actually strip back my um my method of buying um stuff but i'm, I'm sort of in limbo a little bit like so far the 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 algorithms of like juno and dj dexte and stuff like that they've been pretty good and but you know you certainly um certainly i guess over time do you just recognize something that you you you'll enjoy over a longer time or oh, i don't know it's hard to hard to say it but yeah i guess um um yeah just when i'm listening to it, i'll just really have a good thing well mm. it sounds 
yeah, pretty good for uh, the music that's playing at the moment. Mm. A lot of mm-hmm. you know, the hype at the moment. You think, well... Because that's a hard thing. Is, like, yeah. is, is this just going to be uh, yeah, five years fad. later? Yeah, it's oh, be a- yeah that, that's just... Yeah, yeah, that sound turned up to eleven. That's all that was, you know. Versus something that's going to hold. Yeah, um, yep. it is something that I like about buying the records though, because you can have four tracks on there, and then that B two track five years later is now the current sound. You know? Yeah, like, oh, I, that's <laughs> exactly. All right. I, I do love. I'm I'm going through that at yep. the moment, having started about you know, five or six years ago, whenever it was. Now I'm starting to find some of those old records that I you know, bought it for this one. Then you know now. <clears throat> Now I'm actually really loving the other side of it, which I never yeah. paid attention to at first. But yep. so I kind of like that about the records. But at the same time, I don't. I don't yeah, and the disposable income to just dust yeah. on <laughs> that much. Yeah, that's it. So you look more music's a bit tough, you know. Yeah, a lot more careful with your record choices. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, it's um, it's it's a little bit difficult. I was I was talking as well um, recently about um, actual listening stations as well. Um, have you been to Network Connection Record Store in um? In Newtown? No, so it's I, across uh, the road from um, something else. Well, I was I was there last week uh, in at something else, and I bought a um, ton of records. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did see it across the road and thought, oh, that's, I've have heard about that. I need mm-hmm. to go over there. But I reserved myself because I knew I'd be broke. Yeah. So I'm going to save that till <laughs> I did the I did the uh, same when thing. I go back to Sydney in a couple and then weeks. The recent <laughs> time, I yeah, I, I don't know why I went in there. I just I think it's because I'd walked past a couple of times. And went, no, no, I can't afford to go in. And then mm. I did, and I was like, ah, whoops. Yeah. And, I, and I'd, I'd much rather go in, into a record store and buy records. Like, I often jump on, you know, Discord because they're all Juno, and I feel lost straight away. Yeah, and right. And I, you know, traditionally, have, like every vinyl collector, there's nothing better than going to a record store and digging through a crate, you don't even know what you're looking at, and then just That's finding it. some gems that just yeah. pop out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really hard to describe that um, feeling to to people who um who might only do the digital side of things like yeah. um and even i mean my recommendation to people who do to play digital is just like go on to the online record stores like juno D and all that and shop there and then go then buy the digital because the algorithms of a vinyl only selection you're gonna find like your hits are gonna be like great yeah you know yeah so, but yeah, you're right. Like I, I'm quite used to Juno. I'm, I, I shop there mostly for online stuff, but I know a lot of guys who way prefer Dexte mm. um, and uh, you know and Discogs. I, I haven't done a lot of Discogs. I find find I just I end up paying so much more on yeah. Discogs somehow. I don't know. I don't know. How <laughs> yeah. that, that, that. I'm just like comfortable with the consistent. Like I know the rate with like say a Juno or whatever. But I tell you what, I was reviewing i was writing up a review on our website for uh, the new mantra release mantra collective and yep. um i'll be honest like i i listened to it online and i was like oh it's pretty cool you know and then i thought you know i'll definitely get it because it's you know this mantra guys I, I like those guys want to support the local release and all that but it wasn't until i got it and put it like played the actual record in my room and i went whoa shit this is fucking yeah. there's something going on here mm. totally missed it with the online stream you know yep. even even though i've got the you know hd um 25s uh, decent you know dj headphones the standard i've got that in the laptop but streaming you just it doesn't sound shit it just you just don't know what you're missing you're like oh yeah cool yep and and the a tune has to have a particular character i find mm. online for you to notice it Whereas 
So I probably would have passed on that track online, but I because yeah. I knew yeah. of them, and and then when I plugged in, I was like, "Fuck! Thank God I got this." this, is, this is monster, three monsters and like real subtleties, particularly in the low end. That's 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 what I found. Yeah, but nice. so so obviously yeah. going to a record store, yeah, you you you're not worried about that because you're literally putting the record on, mm. listening to it, and tell you what, um, the records the record store in um, Surrey Hills, Dinehurst, and um the um something else records they've got great um listening bays and you know you can we, at both those stores they've got like two turntables so there's um, a bit of room and, and they're really cool guys like when there's a bit of spillover you can just jump on the main decks for the for the off the office decks which mm, yeah <laughs> something my workplace doesn't have <laughs> um yet <laughs> but um yeah um so they're pretty cool but the guys at um, Network Connections got to take they take the cake like the best listening bays I've ever been to like just perfect they've got all of the little grooves and bits and spot and yeah even spot for your headphones to hang and you got like a knob to turn the volume up just like just that one knob yeah you just got like headphones hanging and Simple. a knob yep. just to uh, coming out of there like um, the woodwork of the whole thing you get like the ingoing outgoing like which ones you're keeping like all the little bays for your records and it's just oh fucking magic nice so nice, that, yeah. that that <laughs> that um record store i could spend probably a day in because mm. of how comfortable that setup is and um yeah i think it sort of speaks to what you're saying how that that feeling of yeah being in a record store and properly going through it all and mm. doing all that so and plus also doing that um yeah you're keeping the record stores alive like, yeah yeah it's cheaper and uh you know financially better to buy online but you know you've got to support little guys we've got to look mm. after each other yeah well i guess like for there's 100 percent that but I'd, I'd actually start to make the case now um yeah you might pay 16 bucks or whatever to get it delivered online for 15 to 16 bucks you know including delivery but and you might pay 20 um at the shop so you know a bit of a bit of a markup whatever but i think that element of being able to properly listen to the track mm. and really scan through exactly what you want and also find things on your own not through an algorithm of what even though the algorithms are pretty good yeah but just to go through chance and find you know the the the, the barrels of second hand side of things that you find awesome stuff that Maybe only you love it, but that it's reflective of what you're playing at the moment, the way you're playing. Mm-hmm. So it it kind of works, and it, it it's worth. You might buy it buy, buy a second hand one for ten bucks, and it's a, you know that's fine. Someone else might not pay two dollars for it, but you would actually pay like forty because it's the perfect thing for what you're doing at the moment. So yeah, yep. you wouldn't find that on an online, just digging around through Juno or whatever. So mm. yeah, I think I think like yeah, you spend a little bit more, but as you say, supporting those local things, and I think that record stores are a, a really important communal hub yeah as, as yep. far as and and i think i met brendan meowsum from um uh buzz speaker oh, yeah. i met him yeah that i met him at a um at uh, the record store actually yeah i was digging through a big stack because someone had just put their collection in and they posted on facebook and because i was at uni i Instead of going to maths tutorial, I went <laughs> saw the post on Facebook. Wise decision. It's <laughs> <laughs> like oh, I, was, I think I was even at the bus stop, and I was like, "Oh, fuck, not not keen for this maths lecture." Bro. And then I was like, "Oh, okay, got my skateboard in my hand. I'll just go that way now." <laughs> so it was a good Thursday afternoon, and yeah, no, that, I met him because we were both at the listening bays, and he saw I had I think it was a bit of Leon Vinehall, 
Leon Vinyl. Yeah, it must have been. Yep. And he was like, oh, if you really like that. And he's just started giving me recommends. He's pulled a few out. And we've been mates ever since well, it was five, six years ago. Yeah, and it's brilliant. Like, that's, that's awesome. You know, Connection and, uh, of music. Yeah, brilliant. it's, it's <laughs> awesome. You know, same with um, you know, Ben Fester and Cato. Like that, I know those guys because of just spending that many hours in the stores, you know. Yeah. Um, and kind of kind of makes me think, oh, it'd be awesome if um, if there was a bit more of the thirst for it in Newcastle. Yeah, and really. it does. It's a, such a social social atmosphere as well. Mm. Like back in the day, what was it? Um, uh, Pat Sand Dance Music in town. Yeah, right. And then uh, Kato's old shop, 360 Sounds on Derby Street. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was upstairs really? above an apartment. It was oh, brilliant. wow. So, yeah, even that was just great social setting. That's, that got me into um, playing out. Wow, Playing nice. at pa- uh, Pat Sand Dance Music, going through the records. And then he also did a club night in yep. town. And, yeah, it's it generated um, more of a social atmosphere for people that are just getting in. Yeah. Whereas you don't get online. Yep. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. I've, kind of, I've kind of wondered whether, like, you know... Um, you know, we're, we're, like even a cafe, kind of a record cafe, like why we don't have a bit more of that going mm. on, you know, just give people a, an excuse to just sit in the stores for that yeah. that social element, you know. Yeah. I mean, it all comes down to dollars at the end of the day, but oh, let, let, we should start one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're not losing enough money throwing parties. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's got to be more ways we can get rid of the cash quick. <laughs> Let's start a label. That's, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so speaking of labels what else here um you got anything else for us all right sure do um yeah another uh another gem i picked up from uh something else ornaments uh number 40 40 nice little marble track oh i've got i've actually got something from that label um same thing they've got a really beautiful um like smoky clear with a bit of a design on the um actual the actual vinyl um ornaments is it yeah, yeah. Uh, number forty-six. Um, there's got there's no details on it, but I did a bit of research just to make sure. Yeah, and you got um, it sometimes. This is a good one for you because I can't get it. Um, <laughs> Math and Medora, and the track's called Goya, and that's the original. Okay. <laughs> well, we're gonna put it on, and then we're gonna learn how to say that properly. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay, so that's uh, Matteo Midori with the Yo Sago EP. Now, I thought that was 100% going to be Japanese because we've got Goya and a Remix <laughs> and then Saka and Yoto. I thought 100% going to be Japanese. Had to dig through and checked him out. And Matteo Midori is actually Matthias Caden. Um, and that's why we know it's... Matthew Midori, not Matthew Midori. Oh, that, that is, these are all theories. These are all Jake trying to yeah. pronounce things. So, <laughs> and um, yeah, so German fella. Um, yeah, looks like he's got a pretty uh, prominent oh, shitload of releases out on his uh, uh, Matthias Caden um, alias. And this is uh, Matthew Midori, Yo Saga EP. Oh, that's like proper... Um, dubby like mm. like like actual dub like yeah, reggae, reggae dub, dub sort yeah. of sound and that's probably the first time i've actually really connected that world with dubby techno yeah like like yeah. prop like that's that's kind of the missing like evolution link that track for me that's yeah. um kind of put a few things in my head that i'm like ah oh, like i can i can hear it a lot better like i mean maybe because i'm a bit newer to to techno and and that, that whole world it's it's a bit like um yeah, it's a bit of an education of oh, this is that. This explains how you actually call that. Dub, yeah, yeah. You know, and um, yeah. it's a bit of an interesting world. Um, the old reggae and dub, yeah. and how that how that could even be anything related to techno. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely notice with that um, with that uh, bass guitar sample on it, it really mm. brings in the brings in reggae. Yeah, yeah, and mm. that, that's that's an interesting label. It's um, it's kind of. It, it leaves you guessing a fair bit and yeah. the, the beautiful actual um the actual records are like really beautiful i'm just trying to look up which which yeah, actual got release a few of them, really nice which release it was that i had i can't see it but i've got i've got one that ah sasha dive yeah deepest america that's ah uh, yeah is that num- what number is that um, one that was number three so I, number was, three yeah 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 quite nice. early in it yeah so i i and yeah, they, they got a few few releases like sven um, Tassan, Tasnadi, fucking hell. I know that name so well, but I've never had to say it out loud. Goddamn. Um, and yeah, they've got Moody Man, they've got, um, they've got a heap of good various ones. Um, but yeah, look, Sasha Dives on there a few times. That's the one I've got. Um, good little label, actually. And a lot of them look, um, in the early days at least, like they were limited releases, and now they're, they're doing a few. Uh, different sort of formats i guess but yeah definitely a definitely an interesting certainly an interesting track mm. what's the rest of the ep like um a bit dubby as well but that one's uh yeah got a bit more reggae a bit, bit fun a bit more fun than the other ones but yeah it's um yeah i like all of the tracks mm. but that one's just yeah stands out a little bit more with the yeah a bit of a bit more of an earthy Mm. reggae vibe yeah yeah no so um, <laughs> as i said it's kind of like something's clicked in my head listening to that now and i'm mm. like oh this this all makes so much more sense than <laughs> um now you've just pulled out um people in the dark it's a lp by metric systems mm. with a bunch of tracks from release from it seemed to be have a varied timeline of yeah, all the sure different is. tracks now i slept on this it was it was thrown at me by all of my little online you know algorithms of where i normally shop and including <laughs> at something else and i was like oh i like it i like it but I, I i didn't i didn't quite pull the trigger yep so i'm tempted to not even listen to this because if i really like it I, you know going back to that 
shopping online versus having it here in the uh, studio with a decent sound system. Yeah, that's but, right. Um, yeah, yeah. So what, what are you going to play from this one? Do you, well, do you know I've just got to check. Uh, there's, two, there's two favorites on here. I'll just have a quick check and I'll give you mm. see which I think you might like the best. But no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Fuck you, Phil. <laughs> I really wish I really wish I bought that now. <laughs> so we're, we're having a look at the back of this like insane release. Mm. And it actually tracks over what was it, sixteen years? Yeah. Yep. And it's got locations in so Melbourne, sh- Sydney, um, New York. Nineteen years actually. First nineteen years. two thousand. Fuck. So mm. this is a project. What, and it's got an interesting little tag. Okay, I can just read it. Uh, it says, This record reflects a small selection from a large archive of recorded materials. It's, Metric Systems is the name of a covert project of over 16 years duration. It has moved across multiple continents under multiple names, but the synthesizers of them remain the same. Now, it's got every track and the name, the time, year, Studio one, location one, studio two, location two, synth one, synth two. It's got all that information on the back of it, which too much information, but <laughs> that's that's stiffy material right there. That's yeah. bloody unreal. Nice. And um, yeah, beautiful, beautiful um, track. And you, and you were saying before, like there's another track that was a, an equal standout, the heart difficult to choose between. Yeah, so. it's um, on the breaksy tip, but yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. No, I, I know that was in my bag. Yeah. And it might have just been one of those things I guess we were talking about before. You don't you don't quite get the full impact of a record online. So maybe had I gone out, got off my ass and gone to a shop, yeah. I might have, might have, have heard it, it differently. Yeah. Yeah. Might have heard it differently. Might have, might have picked it up. Might not be sitting there with all this regret. <laughs> <laughs> this is ruining the podcast. So I hope you know, Phil. I'm we're just going to end it now. Look, <laughs> look, this is good timing though because um, you can have a mix. I can go and... Uh, Meditate or whatever I need to do. Wallow to in your happy. pillow. Yeah, just, 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 just go online. Go on Discogs, try and find a copy of <laughs> Well, it was uh, it was fresh and something else. So if you get down there, you'll see a copy. Yeah, surely. okay. Hopefully they've still got some and I can uh, pick some up. Dave, if you're listening, put one aside for me, please. <laughs> um, yeah, so, all right. Well, that, that brings us, uh, I guess, through a bit of music review, if you can call it that. Review is a very loose term waffle mostly but um yeah we're gonna have phil throw a few tunes on for yeah i don't know an hour or so i'll get it out of his way and uh, then i'll come in and see if i can mess it up a bit <laughs> throw a bit of, throw a bit of spice on there sounds <laughs> like <laughs> fun <laughs> yeah no awesome well um what are you gonna kick us off with uh, i'll no? start off with this other track here um from uh, mad habitat um it's by graville fiddles and twix apparently and the track is Sveg Birds and Trees. There's some beautiful uh, bird samples on this one. Oh, fucking. Um, <laughs> you mentioned bird samples. <laughs> my, yeah, sorry. <laughs> my engagement party, Nath, uh, Nathaniel Gary from uh, Touch of Loft, played. And um, he left a CD in the, our C, my CDJ, which is a rare thing these days. <laughs> and uh, I, I pulled it out, and it says Bird Noises, Volume 2. Is was the CD I pulled out? It's just all bird noises. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why there was a second volume needed of bird noises. <laughs> well, there's a lot of birds out there. <laughs> I guess there's a lot of bird noises that need to be heard. But yeah, fucking uh, yeah. So yeah, mentioning bird noises. All right, Nath, if you're listening, uh, you might be about to be uh, outdone in the bird noise department. <laughs> right, hey, here we go.
Phil Shaw in the mix, kicking us off with Mad Habitat recordings. We've got the Fiddles and Twicks release here from Greville. Or Greville. Sorry, James, I'm not sure how to pronounce your last name, bud. Legend of a bloke, many years back. And i got to say, sorry about that time, James, where I won tickets to... <laughs> I can't remember who the headline was, but it was at the Old Spice Cellar. Won tickets to a gig. Must have been Tornado Wallace, actually. Thanks to FBI Radio. Put out a little comp. I won the tickets, and then I didn't show up. What a fucking legend. <laughs> yeah, no, I um, unfortunately couldn't make it. I had to work that night, but, uh, yeah, never stopped feeling bad about that. Looking forward to seeing more from this young producer and uh, indeed this label. This is the first from both. Yeah, I doubt I'm alone in looking forward to the next one.
Records. We have teaming up Jocelyn and Roger Jerison. Probability of one. Nice little bit of dub techno from June this year out of the Netherlands. Seems to be a uh, favourite little label of Phil's here. The Blackstock EP, Power of Forces is the name of this track from 2018. 
Irenic again.
2014, some broken beat stuff from Edward from his album Into a Better Future. Old Philbo Baggins loves a bit of broken stuff. Muratu out on the first and only so far final only release from Visage a label out of Paris we have Armour 76 the Cryon remix from 2018 Thank you. 
got the track name Amsterdam by Sebastian Haddon on the various artists release Startup number seven on the label Startup out of Germany 2017 release tidy catalogue for the Startup guys a lot of work coming out in the last five years
out of 2018 to the edge of space Christopher Ledger remix from that LP 
Into a Better Future from Edward. Got a feeling Phil likes this record. in the mix Phil and I are going to go back to back for a little bit out of France from the uh, Triple Y series it's Vincent the release 875 and this is Hoshizora
Okay, so we've lost recording of the turntables. That was uh, on the uh, Aesthetic label out of the UK, little white label. First release from them, a little various artist with uh, Nick Berenger there, track name Unit Sphere. And uh, we're just going to get Phil going with another tune, and I'm going to work out what the fuck just happened.
that was uh, Ornaments 45, uh, the previous one from the <laughs> one I played earlier. Everything's different now in Detroit. I don't even know if that's the name, but that's what it says. So, good track, right?
That was uh, Dragulas, Lutz, and Omar. Oh, we the shame. But uh, my own Jupiter 08. <laughs>
So up here I've just put on the 1055mm from Mackim and Levy out on Lazo Hosh Records, France 2017. Before that we had Pharaoh, You Are Not Your Mind with Your Mind, the V2 track from 2015 out on the Infuse label out of the UK.
last one was uh, Franconia on the Franconia EP uh, by Martin Hills on the Subtle's label.
a uh, Jesse Rose tune, uh, Black Coffee, on the old dub-sided label.
2015, it's Yeah, the Langley Zone EP. Records, we got Monsieur Georgette, La Botelli de Ricard, Glossal Ricard is the name of the track.
Alan from Melbourne, it's the duo Echo Inspectors with Archetype. Great little act. Some dark dummy stuff. Out on the primary colours label in 2016.
All righty. Well, that's a um, good little session. I'm definitely uh, good and drunk now. So I've had uh, Mooney. Fantastic. <laughs> Mooney, Joel, Steve have all turned up. So we're going uh, to wind it up, I suppose. Basically, let the other boys have a play. Might 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 even get the CDJs out. Ah, yeah, of course. Well, I mean, yeah. you've um, you've decided that you're going to give me back my CDJ cases in return for your CDJ. Good deal. Two thousand Nexus. I I don't believe that's a good deal. I'm I'm more than happy to keep <laughs> your two thousands here, and you can keep my cases <laughs> as long as you want. Like, even like, you can you can return on that deal anytime <laughs> we'll see how we go see how I'll, go. I'll see sleep how on that one uh, the, uh, yeah the rest of Newcastle might be a bit annoyed if I keep <laughs> they, they're everywhere oh uh, well man thanks heaps for coming on um, yeah, cheers it's been fun um, all time brilliant yeah. oh, thank, mate uh, drinking beers playing tunes it's, um, it's what I was hoping to do on my Saturday anyway so mm. it's awesome to have you around um, what do you got coming up uh, next weekend, uh, warehouse party in Newcastle, actually. Oh, shit. Yeah, is that the Sparkhouse, guys? It or is, what, it what's is. it? Yeah, so what's the go? The Spark, uh, Sparkhouse is a community um, space. And yeah, it's, so it's, it's basically. Just, yeah, community space, just a bunch of artists collectively, uh, a lot of burners, and, you know, just artists in Newcastle just collectively, uh, yeah, just join in and um, got a brilliant space with lots of equipment, which everyone. Yeah, I've actually, in. I've actually sort of, I've been meaning to subscribe to it. Uh, it's a little membership thing, from what I understand, and there's just all this gear and space, and and basically, it's just a whole warehouse of potential. You can, if you've got an idea, you go and work on it. If it's yeah. a physical thing, or a, you want printing, three D printing. Yeah, they've got everything in there. Bloody, it's awesome. You know, all sorts of stuff, and yeah. obviously the mind sub guys with your sound and your arts and crafts and community mm. side of the burning seed stuff it's a perfect sort of yeah. um, relationship so mm. they're doing a warehouse party to because they've just moved right yeah yeah so to raise funds to help uh, fund yeah yeah, cu- yeah. So. so the best yeah the yeah. best reason to spend your money on a warehouse party yeah. to yeah. go towards more creative things that's yeah. awesome yeah no oh great so yeah. that's coming up next weekend that's next weekend in Newcastle yeah. Yeah. and uh, what do you got um, you got some Sydney gigs coming yeah, up? Or? Uh, well, actually, I'm stoked about this one, actually. Uh, Tom McElroy hit me up to play at uh, Oblique next month. That's the uh, yeah. 13th of September. Nice. Um, pretty stoked, actually, because it's be me, Tom McElroy, and Kato. I haven't played oh, with Kato before, yeah. so... Okay, really? Yeah. Because did you know Kato for like when he lived in Newcastle? Yeah, sure yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, um, f- from the very early days when he used to work in Pat Sands Dance Music and then mm. he started his own shop and then he mm. moved to Sydney. And, yeah, um, fuck, yeah, there so, you go. Yeah, so I didn't realise he actually owned his own record store. That, yeah, that, that yeah. makes so much fucking sense, yeah, <laughs> knowing, yeah. knowing the bloke. And It was, and, it was quite oh. cool. I think it was... Uh, uh, I think it was a... a uh, one of his rooms in his apartment it was brilliant yeah Above, right uh, Ramjet <laughs> in Derby Street it was brilliant I, I, I completely believe you <laughs> <laughs> knowing Kato knowing yeah, yeah that's awesome but yeah well, I was stoked to be on the uh, oblique lineup. I really love what them guys are doing they're doing that's like from amazing. the artwork to the really? lineups to um, the I haven't made it to one but the feedback on their, their parties has been amazing yeah. I, in fact Tom Aykroyd if you're listening 
um, I haven't forgotten that you were supposed to play Dirty Feet, but <laughs> the first oblique was such a success that you got yeah. that yeah, rat you're, shit. You're right. You could not make it we'll to Dirty Feet. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, just on a quiet yeah. note, it was it was a blessing in disguise because we we had the most stacked lineup ever. We had like yeah. 24 hours worth of hour sets, <laughs> and um, yeah, so we we you you not turning up meant we had a bit of breathing space in the lineup, but. Um, yeah, no, I haven't forgot it. it was, though, uh, right? I think Nicholas Lutz on the first one too, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that yeah. was it. Yeah, and 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 like I think the, the the network of of the boys behind it, you know, especially like people like Ben Palis, like he's a he's a, he's a grouchy character, but he, he he he's he's a passionate one, and 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 he really does support good events, and he no, can't, he's he's, he's come out and watched me play. He's been one of eight people watching me play several times yeah. <laughs> in Sydney, so he's a good cunt. So. Yeah. Legend. Thanks, Benny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Phil. Th- thanks, Ace Bud. Thanks for coming around. And yeah, um, cheers, we're gonna, we're gonna, um, I think we will just keep drinking beers and playing tunes, but we'll turn this fucking Ableton thing off. And uh, yeah, so see you later. Nice one. Thanks very much. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Oh, well, thanks, man. I think that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>